You're listening to InfoTrack. To learn more about our guests or listen to past shows, visit InfoTrack online at InfoTrackRadio.com. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Mental health problems in the population have increased dramatically in recent decades, and here to explain and offer possible solutions is Dr. Bonnie J. Kaplan, co-author of The Better Brain, How to Overcome Anxiety, Combat Depression, and Reduce ADHD and Stress with Nutrition. Well, let's get right to it. Hidden brain hunger. What is it, and does it really make people more abusive and angry? Yes, to the second question. It's hidden because we are generally, as a society, so well-fed. We are overfed, right? We're always consuming, and we're eating a lot of stuff. But we are starving our brains. And the reason we're starving our brains is because of what we're putting in our mouths. They're just appalling numbers that have come out in the last three months from the United States showing that in people under the age of 19, two-thirds of the stuff that people are putting in their mouths is ultra-processed products, which means there are no vitamins and minerals to speak of in them. And if you're over 19, the number is 57%. So adults aren't doing much better. Over half of what we westernized societies are putting in our mouths lacks the stuff that our brain needs to function, but certainly fills our bellies. And what about multivitamins? Is taking a vitamin going to counteract that problem or not really? Well, my co-author for the book, Julia Rucklidge, and I are both food-first people. So it doesn't make sense to keep eating stuff that is not feeding the greediest organ in our body, our brains, and just add a whole bunch of pills on top of that. That makes no sense as a first step. So first of all, we really do need to teach people how they can save money and be healthier and have clearer thinking in their brains once they move to whole foods, real foods like an apple, not processed apple products, but real foods. Well, if we're eating produce, for example, we hear about soil depletion, where the farm fields don't have the resources to really put the right nutrients into the food that's growing. Is that a factor? Yeah, you know, I'm really glad you asked that. It is something to be very concerned about, and a lot of the people who are in the regenerative agriculture movement are concerned and are trying to improve the uh, microbiome, the microorganisms that are in the soil. But we also have to get the glyphosate out of the soil because the glyphosate, which is, you know, it's saturating, they say, 97% of our arable land in North America, is binding up the minerals, which prevents the plants from absorbing them. And we need those vitamins and minerals. So, yeah, it's a real concern. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't eat whole food, okay, Chris? <laughs> you have to work a little harder to eat even more and better food in your diet. Our guest is Dr. Bonnie J. Kaplan, co-author of The Better Brain, How to Overcome Anxiety, Combat Depression, and Reduce ADHD and Stress with Nutrition. Bonnie, does the need for micronutrients vary between people? In other words, are some brains maybe more vulnerable to this problem? 
Well, we have very good reason to believe so. Julia, my co-author, and I have done a lot of the studies. There are like 50 studies that the media has just been ignoring where we take people who are, in fact, eating pretty decent diets often, and we give them broad-spectrum micronutrients. That means the whole range of roughly 15 vitamins and 15 minerals that we know we've inherited to need. And some people, even though they're eating a good diet, before the study, they actually experience clinical improvements, especially lifting of brain fog and that sort of thing, being able to think more clearly, better able to regulate their moods, their emotions. And so we think that Linus Pauling, the Nobel Prize winner, was correct when he said in the 1960s yet, he said, you know, Mental illness runs in families. That We called it mental illness then instead of mental disorders. He said, but what's being inherited? Probably what's being inherited are differing needs for the amount of micronutrients in the important metabolic steps in brain. So that's what we try to educate people about. We try to tell them why we need to eat better and why some people, for example, Chris, you might need more magnesium than I do for optimal brain function. I might need more vitamin B6 than you do for optimal brain function. And we have no test yet that can tell us whether that's true. All we can do is try it. I mean, peripheral blood tests don't tell us what our brains need. So that's why we've been using this broad spectrum approach because it's kind of a shotgun and we catch a lot of people and we've had, you know, moderate to large effect sizes, lots of clinical benefit, and it was time to tell the public about the nature of this vast amount of scientific research. Are there any symptoms someone might have other than perhaps getting angry a lot? Could this lead to headaches or other noticeable symptoms if you are undernourishing your brain? Well, you know, it's very interesting. When you improve the micronutrient intake in your diet or perhaps with nutrient supplements, you're not fixing just a single symptom or you're not getting at a single diagnostic category or constellation of symptoms. When you improve your brain health, we hear reports of all kinds of improvements. Some people, yes, do report fewer headaches. Some people report less constipation, better bowel function, better sleep, better mood regulation is the most common thing, less irritability, explosive rage, etc. But raising the brain fog, thinking better, feeling calmer, it's all individual. But yes, we hear those reports all the time. How about the use of alcohol and recreational drugs? Does this tap the nutrients in the brain or use them up more quickly, or is that a factor in all of this? Yeah, that is a very good question. I think the public needs a book like ours written about alcohol use, for example, that people don't know it's the third highest carcinogen after nicotine and asbestos. If people knew that, don't you think that there would be less drinking? I don't know, Chris. I still have faith in human nature that once they understand, once they're really educated, they will change their behavior. As for whether those things actually drain your body of nutrients, I don't think I have adequate evidence to answer that directly, but certainly it complicates things if you're trying to help someone improve their mood and they're taking a mood-altering substance, you know, (laughs) then that gets kind of complicated. Certain populations in the world seem to live very long lives, and they tend to be in rural areas. Is that perhaps a factor with their diet? 
where there's not fast food restaurants that they go to every day? There's a lot of cross-cultural research, and of course I know more about brain health than about physical health, but there certainly is a lot of research about longevity in populations who are eating real food as opposed to the ultra-processed chemicals, which are 80% of what's in our grocery stores. Isn't that amazing? 80% of what's in our grocery stores, at least is ultra-processed, meaning that there are very, very few micronutrients. It's mostly chemicals, and we just should not be eating that way. Bonnie J. Kaplan, Ph.D., co-author of The Better Brain, How to Overcome Anxiety, Combat Depression, and Reduce ADHD and Stress with Nutrition. Bonnie, we want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Chris. It was a pleasure talking to you. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.